What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today, at a new episode of Slice of TV, we are sitting down to talk about the entire Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. I am your host, Brett Parker, and joining me once again is the amazing Andrew Shoning. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, them suckers couldn't get rid of me that easy. <laughs> Listen, we're talking about a show that takes place in space, and who better to have on but 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 Shoning? <laughs> yes. Oh, yep. Lord. Apparently, I've become the resident space expert. Just, yeah, it's not. You're not. You know, it's just space. It's not Star Wars specific. It's not Halo. Specific. It's just space. We're talking about space. <laughs> we're talking with Shoning here. Shoning. We just went through six weeks. Well, actually, technically five because we got two episodes. In the uh, first week. So we got five weeks of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we got a lot to talk about. Because unlike our prior show we did, we're talking, <laughs> we got to talk about all six episodes in one podcast. <laughs> yeah. We got to cover a lot of ground here. We do. We do. But what we're going to do first, as we always do, is we're going to go through and do our what we liked, what we didn't like, without spoilers. And then once we you know, run out of things to talk about spoiler free. We're going to jump into spoilers. So, you know, that's when, you know, if you haven't caught up with the show, if you haven't watched the entire thing and you want to and not, you don't want to be spoiled, then that's where you leave and you come back when you do. So. Shoning. Obi-Wan Kenobi. What are our initial thoughts? Of this, of, of the series as a whole. I'm going to make a lot of people very angry because I've been reading the comments kind of, you know, on, on, a, on a few different channels about, you know, like what people thought of the, the whole season. And I've seen a lot of negative stuff about it. I've, mm -hmm. You know, people saying, oh, it didn't live up to the way Star Wars was supposed to be. I was happy with it. Um, the, the fact that we got Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor back just there, there was an empty hole apparently somewhere that. They left after episode three, and by God, that that helped fill it. I don't know if it filled it all the way. I might need more, but I am very pleased with what I with what I saw. The writing was, in my opinion, very good. Ewan McGregor, uh, Hayden Christensen, um, what's uh, just everybody everybody else. They just they just acted really well with their characters. I I loved it. Um, I didn't feel like the the series went out on a limb, you know, to try to, to make two points between episodes three and four meet. Um, it seems like all of these uh, events that occurred in the six episodes very easily could have happened. Um, might be a few kind of plot holes that we can probably nitpick at later, but just overall, I was so happy with this, and I'm honestly sad that it's done with. Yep. I feel the same way. This show, this was, this wasn't, I don't think this was a, a perfect show by any means. This no. had its couple low episodes or just couple low moments. But when you say, hey, the character, a character that you've loved since you were a little kid, because for some reason you like villains more than the heroes, is coming back and you're actually going to get to see him fight like what you imagine him fighting like 
in you know based on you know video games and comic books and just the lore of this character you're finally going to be able to see him fight like yeah. you imagined him to fight and do things you imagined he would do because he's just one of the coolest characters in pop culture history uh when you say darth vader is coming back that's all I care about, to be honest. Like, to be honest, I, I, I'm going to be very blunt. Obi-Wan Kenobi, to me, is not a great character. Like, I don't I don't care about Obi-Wan as much as a lot of people do. I love Darth Vader. And not Anakin Skywalker. Not that whiny little bitch from the prequels. Because he's a whiny little bitch. But as Darth Vader, he is such a badass. I mean, yes, he's a terrible person. Well, let me put that out there. He did kill. He did a. Uh, he did bad things, but as the the character, like just what he does and like how powerful he is and the things he could do, like you're just telling me, like he's coming back. Like hell yeah, I'm all in. I'm mm-hmm. all in. Was I invested in all the other stuff? Absolutely, because I'm not an idiot, and I have to do stuff right. like this where I have to, <laughs> you know, pay mm-hmm. attention to what's going on. It was really cool to see other people, uh, other actors that were from the prequels come back. You know, you got, oh man, why can't I remember his name right now? Uh, Joel Edgerton. When he was in the prequels, when he played Owen in the prequels, he wasn't, he was a no-namer. Like, he was, it's like, oh yeah, there's that guy. And now, I mean, he's huge. Like, he's a big-time actor. He's a director. Oh. He's he's done a lot of things in his career. So, for him to come back and, and do this show, I thought was really cool. Jimmy Smith's coming back as Bill Organa was really cool to see. Uh, also, Bonnie uh, P.S., who played Baru, she played Baru in the prequel. You know, mm-hmm. it's only for that small scene, but she comes back and plays her in the show. Uh, I think, I don't know if the wife, uh, the uh, Brea Organa, the actress who played her, was the one who played her in the prequels. Uh, look that up. I don't know. She wasn't. But you got James Earl Jones back to do the voice of Darth Vader, which is pretty crazy since the man's like in his 90s. And of course, as much as he gets hate and as much as I dislike Anakin in the prequel series, especially him in episode two, uh, Hayden Christensen's back to play Darth Vader. Now, a lot of people were upset because, you know, it's Darth Vader. He's in the suit. He's being voiced Mm -hmm. by James Earl Jones because that's, the way you know it's always been can you really have darth vader without james earl jones exactly but the way that they the this character evolved through the series and the things that you like the obsession you see from this from this character and then yeah like christensen makes appearances and it's really good like and it really ties in and it's really sad to be honest and Mm -hmm. ah man I really loved it. I mean, the last couple episodes were definitely my favorites, uh, especially the, I mean, the season finale was the best thing just because I finally got to see something like, you know, we've, we've seen glimpses of Darth Vader throughout, you know, since the original trilogy, which take it or leave it the way Darth Vader is in those movies, because, you know, they were made in the late seventies and early eighties. So, you know, yeah, like the, the lightsaber fight that him and Obi-Wan have in, a new hope not very good at all it's very clunky but in this you got to see him move and do this do crazy things and i was just so excited to finally see it 
in you know in action and you know in you know unfortunately it took a very long time to see it but we got it and I'm very happy about it um I'm just really sick of the desert to be honest can we I like that's the, it's a stupid thing to be mad about and we talked about it when we <laughs> did the halo reviews yeah. god damn it is space just full of desert <laughs> Come well, on, I was just man. I was going to make the I was going to make the thing earlier, but I figured we'd touch on it here and you've brought it up is that once again, lots of sand. Spaces oh. sand. Tatooine. In- Jesus. Can we stop it with Tatooine? I understand uh, it, it it's the point. I mean, that's where he is and all that, but like, oh my god, I'm so sick of the desert. Um You know, some of my gripes, I think I, I'll, I'll probably just wait until we get to spoilers just because it's going to be, spo- there's going to be some spoilers in there, and I'm probably just going to say them without even thinking about it. I was going to say, you're going to rant, and then all yeah. of a sudden, yeah. Um, I thought, you know, the story was definitely up and down for me. I thought it, the you know, the first episode is one of those episodes like, guess what, here we are. This is what, this we're setting things up, and I really like that. You know, meeting the Inquisitors and and seeing Obi Wan again, and you know all that. I thought that was really good. I am gonna say something that people might not like because I know there was a lot of controversy around this character and around the actress. But this isn't the, about the actress. This is about the character. And it's be and and to be honest, it's because I don't think this character was written very well. So I did not like Reva. I didn't. I just didn't like her whole, like, I guess it's a really, I mean, the fact that she literally does what she does, you know, for a specific reason, which is a very, very dull way of me trying not to spoil what happens in this, in this series. But, um, I don't know. I think it was just more the, like, I don't want to like discredit her and say she's not a good actress. Cause she probably is. I just don't think that her performance in the show was that good. I wasn't convinced on what she was doing. And overall, I just thought her entire arc was kind of just lame. Like, I just didn't like it at all. Um, to be honest, I feel the Inquisitors were kind of a letdown in this, in this series. Um, and we'll get to more of that in the in the spoilers it's this to me and and this isn't a spoiler because if you saw the trailer and you've been reading on stuff about this show you know this show legit was just for me my main focus was it was obi-wan versus or it was vader versus obi-wan it was vader's obsession to find obi-wan and stop him and it's obi-wan's mission to either try to rescue anakin from the dark side or to kill or to kill him to finish him off that was what I cared about. The Inquisitors would have been a great addition if they were done right, and I just don't think they were done right. That is my biggest gripe about this entire series. The Inquisitors were a letdown. If you want to see some good Inquisitor action, watch the Clone War. Or no, no, watch uh, Rebels, because they they those these characters were written better in that show than they were written in this one. In my opinion, this is all my opinion, everybody. So you want to be all angry about it? This is opinions, opinions. All right, sorry, I rambled on too much. You got anything else you want to say? 
No, I'm going to wait for the spoiler thing, but then I'm going to challenge a couple things that you've said. Oh, that's fine. Hey, that's what that's the whole point of this. Um I w- I wanted I wish I knew like I wish they told us why like where he comes up with the name Ben. Like was it like something like it's never really explained. I guess it's not really been that big of a deal. Like I never really questioned. Like I wonder why he named himself Ben. But it was always one of those, one things, of those like, things. I'll take it. Like I, I'll take that explanation. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. So Obi Wan was directed. All six episodes were directed by Margaret Chow or Margaret Chow, Deborah Chow. My mistake. Uh, she is well known for. I mean, she does a lot of television. She did direct a few episodes of The Mandalorian. And she's done shows like Mr. Robot. Uh, she did the Beauty and the Beast show, I guess that was a thing. And yeah, that's 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 about it. But I, she got a lot of praise for her episodes that she directed for The Mandalorian. So that was kind of why she was brought back to do this. And I thought she did a good job. I thought the I mean, this is Star, it's Star Wars. It's more Star Wars. I mean, that's that's the thing about Star Wars now is I feel the live action Star Wars, they all kind of blend in together. They all can kind of just, they're all kind of here. Um, there's really no differentiating everything. Like, I bet you if you just threw the Mandalorian, which makes no sense for the situation, but if you threw the Mandalorian into the Obi-Wan show, like if he just was like walking around, it was like, he doesn't feel out of place mm-hmm. in this world. I know it's all Star Wars, but it, I, that's just the thing. It's like everything is kind of interchangeable and Star Wars is Star Wars to me. You just say, hey, there's a Star Wars show and I'm going to watch it. Right. I don't care. I really don't care. It's the same with Marvel right now. Like people, for some reason, aren't watching Miss Marvel, but I'm like, it's Marvel. I'm going to watch it. And to be honest, it's good. You should watch it. <laughs> All right. I'm 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 done ranting. I'm done doing it because I got nothing else to say. Non-spoiler. <laughs> so if you haven't watched any of the show or you, and you don't want to be spoiled, make sure to tune out. Go watch it. And then come back and uh, watch the rest of this review. Oh, all right. Shoot. Hit. We'll give him a. We'll give him. We'll give him a Hit. few seconds here. Get out! <laughs> but come back, please. <laughs> Hit the pause button. Then oh, go watch want... all six episodes, and then come back. <laughs> yes, I do want to mention though, real quick before we actually jump into spoilers. John Williams did the theme to this to this show. I mean, that needs to be oh. mentioned because John Williams is the most legendary composer to ever walk this earth. So swoon. (laughs) All right. So spoiler time, baby. Hit me with all your thoughts, your rants. Let's do this. Let's argue. Okay. So I'm just going to try to start at the beginning here. I uh, disagree with you. I think that while the inquisitors were not used to their maximum potential, I think that they still added a really interesting piece to the show. Um, I'm disappointed in the, in the character design for the Grand Inquisitor because we basically have already seen him in the animated series down the it's line. Weird, <laughs> but I'm going to let that slide just because. I mean, I know I know makeup and stuff can do a lot, but right. finding somebody that would fit that profile perfectly would probably be hard to do. Anyway, I think the neat thing is you you only see a uh, um. You only see four inquisitors. Yep. You don't you don't see them all. Uh now while you don't see them all and you see relatively limited amounts of them throughout the series, 
you see the inner workings of what I would consider Vader's inner circle here. Mm -hmm. Everybody's no, there's no teamwork here. Like, let's, let's be honest. It's, it's everybody's out for number one. And if you're up on top of the totem pole, everybody down below is trying to figure out how to knock you off there so they can take that spot. And I, well, before you go on, isn't the whole point of the, like pretty much why the inquisitors exist is to hunt down the Jedi, but aren't they just former Jedi that were pretty much like either you join, you join us and do this or we kill you. Yeah. That's no, it, so that's well, why I feel like there's no teamwork. <laughs> it was, it was that, but I also feel like there was, there was some that were just straight empire sympathizers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think, it, I don't think it was all like they held a late lightsaber blade to their necks and right, went right, like, right, Hey, right. you, you'd be useful to me. Right. Um, I, I feel like, uh, for some of those characters that it, it was kind of like, they just, we're like, yeah, you know what? Screw the Jedi. We don't need them. Um, you know, freaking scum. Been wasting my whole life doing all this pritzy stuff when the dark side of the force is so much cooler. Um, so it's kind of interesting how that works. Um, kind of intrigued, uh, and I still don't, and maybe somebody who's more well-versed in, in the Star Wars, uh, like the extended universe, uh, could help me out. Uh, don't understand how they really fit in with the whole Sith rule of two. Um, because to me, basically, all that the Grand Inquisitors are are basically um, Darth Vader's uh, Padawans, if you will. Right. Um, they work under them. So, I mean, I know they're not considered Sith, but it's still to me, I mean, they, they, they wield red lightsabers. They, they're all Force users. Um, how the hell does that all all work? It, it personally just doesn't make sense to me. But I am not as well versed in the many, 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 many different alleyways that the extended Star Wars universe works. Um, the other thing I want to challenge you on is Riva. Uh, I think her story was actually pretty decent, minus kind of how they wrapped it up at the end. Um, the uh, I like her drive. What what propels her through the through the whole thing, seeing all of her, uh, you know, her being a youngling when Anakin storm and the five hundred first stormed the Jedi Temple, uh, having to pretend that she was dead, um, basically, um, thinking that she tricked Vader into you know believing that she was just a Force user, um, and you know working her way up through the ranks, you know, and stuff. Just to find out that Vader knew who she was the whole time and basically just being like, you know, ha, you thought you could pull a fast one on me. And then, you know, he was pulling he was he was pulling one the whole time. Right. But um, I, I just I liked her motivation, all the hate that she had. Um, oh, no. I mean, listen, all the negative like bullshit that she was getting on social media like that was not warranted. No, at all, it wasn't ever like oh. it. Just because you don't like a character, like she's playing a character. Right. Like, like she has given a script. Like somebody else wrote what she did. Like she's just none of those words are her own. No. Yeah. And it's like you don't like the the character, that's fine. But do not hate send hateful shit, racist shit to to somebody because you don't like the character they play in a television show. Stop it. That's why the Star Wars fandom, that's why the Star Wars fandom is one of the most toxic fandoms like when it comes to fandoms. Period. Oh yeah. 
And I'll state it. Like, people can hate me all they want. I don't care. I love Star Wars, but like, and and I just didn't vibe with her character. I didn't, I don't, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate her. I didn't, like, I, I do agree. Like, I like the drive, but I feel like the performance just didn't prove to me, like, her drive. Like, there was some instances where, like, I feel like she was trying to be angry or trying to be tough, but it just didn't convey enough. But I feel like that was part of her, that was part of her character. Yeah, you're, it, I mean, I, you're I mean, probably right. By the end of this, looking you're probably going to switch me over. Look, looking at it from my from my lens is she is somebody who's out to prove that she's a hard ass. Right. I, I mean, that that's what she is. So she feels like to get anywhere in this world, you have to be a badass. You have to be hard. You have to you have to hate everything. And I think I feel like part of her character is just legitimately she tries too hard. I mean, she <laughs> just she just does. Um, there's there's nowhere else but legitimately the end goal of being vader's number one right. you know or or even possibly kill well killing vader as we come to find out i mean she she wanted to be you know up you know she wanted to be the grand inquisitor but we kind of come to find out you know after obi-wan has a neat little talk with her that uh she didn't care. she really doesn't she really doesn't care she wants she just wants to kill vader and uh it, it's i think it's just i, I think her actual character is I I agree with you that it's not the most well written, but I feel like for her and to to introduce a new character and give her six episodes to make you uh feel like you know her backstory, where she comes from, what she where she's going and what she plans to do. Um I think that's tough to begin with. Yeah. Um especially considering that she's not the main character, you're not getting the whole time with her um but i feel like i feel like i i understand kind of where she was coming from i mean just dealt a shit hand from the beginning and you know the world's just out to get you and it will forever get you unless you are the most you know badass person this side of the galaxy so i feel like part of her character is legitimately just how hard can i push it and it makes her feel a little fake because she is fake Right, and and we come to we yeah. come to find that out. She's not as hard as she she thinks she is, and you find that out in the end. And the only thing that I do have is is I feel like they could have given her ending a little bit more of a a better story there. I mean, like you kind of just leave leave her with her on her knees crying, and it's just kind of like you can go do whatever you want now. You're not you're not tied to Vader anymore. Go do something, and then she just is. It's like that's over. It's over. Right. And it's I just thought, like, okay. I thought she was going to die. I thought she was just going to like collapse and die after she brings Luke back. I wondered. That's what I thought. Well, let's um let's go through episode by episode and we'll do a little bit of a like a plot synopsis, quick plot synopsis of each episode and we'll talk about each episode a little bit. Um yep. so, it all starts uh it's 10 the the whole story starts 10 years after Order 66. The show pretty much opens to that. Uh, it shows like these uh, the younglings training with a uh, Jedi and things start to happen. They go, you know, they're, they're being brought through and, you know, everything's happening. All the clone troopers are, you know, shooting all the, the Jedi and stuff and they're trying to fight back. I really like this opening scene. Uh, you know, we saw a lot of Order 66 in Episode 3. 
uh, the Revenge of the Sith, not episode three of this. But um, you get to see more of like different Jedi being you mm-hmm. know killed, unfortunately, and you get to see like just the the view from these younglings, and then it switches over to ten years later, where we're on Tatooine again. Surrounded by sand. (laughs) Sand everywhere. God, it gets everywhere. Uh, And this is where we meet the Grand Inquisitors. Uh, We meet the Grand Inquisitors, which is uh, played by Rupert. Rupert Friend? Uh, Yeah. I think the only thing I remember him in was he did one of the Hitman movies. (laughs) That's that's all I I remember. He did do Pride and Prejudice. Okay, I didn't. I didn't watch that one. Well, um, just looking through his IMDb here. Oh dang! I didn't know that uh, the guy who plays uh, Lucius Malfoy does the voice of him in the Rebel show. That's pretty cool. Oh really? Uh, Jason Isaac. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, we meet the fifth brother, played by Sung Kang, who is um uh, with Han in the Fast and Furious franchise. He's still drifting. Oh my god! This, to be honest, as much as I was complaining about Reva, I it could not stand the fifth brother. I didn't like his demeanor. I didn't like how he sounded, and he just—I was like, "This can this guy just die? Can he just die, please?" I didn't like him, and I know he's in the Rebel <laughs> show too. And I heard he dies. So, spoiler alert: I don't care. I'm glad he died in the show. Uh, we have Moe's, and then we meet the third sister, Reva, uh, played by Moses Ingram. And they are looking for Jedi. Because that is the whole point of Inquisitors. So they go through and they're trying to find... They go. They walk into like a bar, I guess, or a tavern or whatever the hell they can. They call it in Star Wars universe. Cantina, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And they're... Yeah, so they're... You know, he's the Grand Inquisitors walking around trying to get people to, you know, try to point out the Jedi. And then, of course, the Jedi makes himself known... And he does a pretty decent job trying to get away. And he actually does get away. Um, and uh, he later meets with Obi-Wan, who is goes by Ben nowadays. And ben, and he's like, you got to help me, Ben. You got to help me. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't do anything. Please go away. I don't want to deal with you. We also <laughs> see Obi-Wan lives in a cave. He's a, he's a cave dweller. And it's a pretty cool cave, by the way. And he deals with a, a Jawa. I can't remember the Jawa's name. Yeah, I have no idea. But uh, but yeah, he he deals with him. He's trying to get parts for this plane that he's going like it's uh, uh I can't remember what ship it is, but he's trying to create like a, a model, a ship for uh, he's going to bring it to Luke. By the way, he works at a meat factory. Literally, this creature died in the middle of the desert, and Obi-Wan works for this meat company that literally just removes the meat from this dead carcass, chops it up, and somehow never gets caught for stealing because he steals every day uh, to feed to his um, his space camel. I know, I'm yeah. making so many Star Wars people mad right now because he's like, <laughs> you don't know all the names of any of these things? No, I don't because I don't read all the books and I don't know every little bit of lore, okay? It's My, the same thing as me. I, it's all about movies and shows when it comes to Star Wars. Um, so yeah, so he 
you know, it, he's trying to build this model ship so he can give it to Luke. His uh, Luke's uncle's not a fan of that. Pretty much tells him to leave him alone. Stop stalking him, you weirdo. Stop standing behind rocks <laughs> watching him with his with your binoculars. And we get to see flashbacks too. We always see flashbacks throughout this entire series of like things that happened in the se- in the prequels. So you see Qui-Gon dying again and you know um the fight between him and Anakin on Mustafar and which you see a lot. And then we bounce or oh no and then um He's trying, so Obi-Wan at the end of episode three pretty much was told that he would at some point be able to talk to Qui-Gon again. Um, They don't know much about the Force Ghosts yet. It's kind of a new thing. But he's always trying to communicate with Qui-Gon. He's trying to get him to talk back. Never does. And Obi-Wan goes back to town and he finds that Jedi that escaped and tried to get his help. He's hanging in the middle of, of, of the town. Yeah. So that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. That, it's, I mean, it does. I mean, kind of fuck you, Obi-Wan. And we then bounce to Alderaan, uh, a planet that you don't fall in love with this planet because at some point it's not going to exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about this show. And I was like, I liked it and all, but like I'm seeing these things and I'm like, I know what happens. Like it's Isn't sad. That the this worst? Is that you know where we just... all got to end up at. Exactly. This whole planet blows up and it's just, it's sad. Uh, and we meet little, little 10 uh, year old Leia. She actually looks like she's like six years old, but she's supposed to be 10. And she is played by Vivian Lyra Blair. And to be honest, I actually thought her performance was pretty good. Like, I thought she did pretty well for, you know, a young actor. And a lot of people did not like her. They thought she was too. I was like, there. The a lot of the complaints that I was seeing in other reviews of this show was that she was too confident, which made no sense to me because I was like, she's Leia. Like, that's the whole point. Leia's always confident. Exactly. <laughs> she's over. She's very confident and she's very snarky. I'm like, did you guys ever watch Star Wars? Have you ever seen Star Wars with Princess Leia? Because she is exactly those two things. So why wouldn't she be that as a kid? I don't know. She's very smart. She's very, very smart. So she, she, but she's a rebel. She wants to do her own thing. She doesn't want to be a princess. She doesn't want to do the princess stuff. So she ventures out into her favorite place to hang out with her little droid Lola, which is adorable, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> and she gets kidnapped by Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's who it was. It was Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And yeah, he kidnaps her. And Bail Organa, the dad, is like, Obi-Wan, we need your help. He calls her, calls him on the I'm like, the oh my God, it actually is huh? Flea from the Red Hot I, Chili I, Peppers. I, I, I had to look that up. I never even put that together. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, exactly. So his name is Vet Nakru. I don't know if that's relevant to anything else, but he, yeah. So he kidnaps Leia because the whole point, I guess, was to, he knew. So he was hired by the Inquisitors 
or Darth Vader by Reva specifically. By okay, by Reva specifically, and two liter so that Obi Wan would get lured out because her thing is she's obsessed with finding Obi Wan because does she know that Vader's obsessed with finding Obi Wan? Is that yeah. the whole point? Just to kind of get mm-hmm. on his good side? Okay, that makes sense. And so. At first, Konami's like, no, I'm not about this. Like, I can't do that. It's dangerous. Like, I, I'm, I've, you know, I got to make sure I watch the boy talking about Luke. And just like, the boy's fine. Stop being a weirdo watching him from the rocks. And he's like, fine, I'll go look for your daughter. And he, so that's it. That's that's the end of the episode. He, they, they beat up. Well, actually, Bail Organa comes to Tatooine to personally meet with him in his cave and is like, please go get my daughter. He's like, fine. Jeez. <laughs> Whatever. And they go. And they go. And that's the end of episode one. Um, my takeaway, what are your, what are your takeaways? We're not going to go. I don't want to go too, too deep into each episode. Cause in this, this episode will be three hours right. long. Um, right. but like, what are your initial thoughts on what were your initial thoughts on episode one? And every single episode is just called part one, part two. There's no unique episode names. <laughs> Right. Uh, no, real, just to make it real short and sweet. Um, of course, you know, you, you meet, you meet Obi-Wan here again. He's a shell of the man that you see in episode three. I mean, the dude is beaten down by pretty much everything. He's living with the ghost of, um, Anakin's past. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Um, and you, you kept talking about constantly, you know, Obi-Wan being a creeper watching from the rocks and I now I now I've got nothing better. I can't I got to say that Family Guy did it first and <laughs> Herbert the pervert was the perfect person to play that now cuz now all of a sudden what I, I see that he was the one who played Obi-Wan. Whenever I whenever I see this anymore and he takes down his little scope, I'm just going to want to hear Herbert's voice going like Yeah. That's right. You swing there. <laughs> Just, just want that's all I want to hear. Oh, Herbert! <laughs> oh my God! So, so that that's all I need now. From from now on, is just uh, I need somebody to take legitimately all of Obi Wan, get the guy that plays Herbert the pervert to come and voice him the whole time, and just dub in a whole version of it. I need it. Um. Uh. <laughs> anyway, to get back on track. Uh. Once again, you you just kind of I mean they did a good job in my point of kind of just setting up the story. Uh, even though with the whole Leia being kidnapped thing, I felt was kind of interesting. Uh, with how they they were so easy to draw a connection between Obi Wan and and Leia just because of, um, you know Bail Organa and him being friends in Episode Three. I mean that that was basically because that was kind of just the tie in. Nobody knows. That Leia is An Anakin's daughter. No, nobody no. knows that. Legitimately, all they know is that Leia is attached to Bale, and Bale is friends with Obi Wan, and that's legitimately the best thing. And in my mind, it was like, why not? Ca- why not kidnap Bale? Right. Why? Why not stage some sort of coup and get Bale? That seems like a much more bigger risk. But I suppose, I suppose, for the sake of writing it, you know, he knows that he can't let anything happen to Leia either. So you know got to go um but uh it was it was very good i like the casting for uh for little leia vivian did a wonderful job i did look up her birthday she is actually 10 years old as of june 4th of this year 
So, I mean, they even got the actual like age of the of the kid, right? Um the I disagree with everybody saying that her her character was not the way Leia should be. I felt like um we saw a growing Leia there and uh I I just I think it was perfect. Um <laughs> you're yeah, I can't get over the fact of of you talking about the fifth fifth brother and, and Sung Kang legitimately playing him. And I, I just I every time I see him in in through this whole series, every time I saw him, I just I'm like, I keep expecting him to pull up in some tricked out car and just be like, get in, we're going drifting. Uh that, and that's legitimately just what what I expect. <laughs> And then, and then I just expect somebody to just him to be out flying a Tie Fighter, and somebody, some X Wing, come and T bone him, and that's the end of it. But and Jason just, Statham just kills him. And you're like, what just, the hell? Yep, yep. And that's oh, just it. No. Jason Statham jumps out and kills him. But uh, no, it's just I, I. It took me a while through the first episode to realize that that was who was playing him because of all the makeup and everything like that. But kind of looked like Benedict also just Wong, to be honest. It did. I honestly thought that was who it was, and it wasn't until I checked IMDb to be like, yeah. "Is this like, Benedict Wong?" Yeah. Uh, because just the way he acts in this, yeah. the, the way, way he, he talked he, and stuff too. Well, Wong's got this thing when he acts. He kind of when he talks, he kind of like hunches and looks like yeah, this, yeah, and he yeah. and it, he kind of squints his eyes, and you know, it's kind of like this a little bit, and he does that. Yeah. And so I had to double check. I was like, "This, that's not Wong." No way. <laughs> and when I found out that it was Sung Kang, I was like, oh, well, that just makes it so much better because Fast and Furious. But um, the first episode I thought was was a good one. Basically, really set up where we kind of where we were going. You, I, I was drawn in. I immediately wanted to watch the second episode because I was like, I, they, well, they released it at the same time, but I was just kind of like, I, I need to see where this is going. I got to see what what is going to get Obi Wan's story started here? That we're going to be invested for six episodes here, and then hopefully not ruin the series. And um, I I left the first episode going like, okay, well, so far I have not seen anything that has ruined the time between episodes three and four for me. So I I was happy at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good start. It was you know showing how depressing it is being Obi Wan Kenobi right now. <clears throat> and I like the addition of Leia. I, you know, I thought it was kind of on the nose, to be honest. We were like, oh, of course, we're going to be with Leia. And this, right. And also, throughout this entire series, I was like, man, there's some parts where I was like, how are they? Like, every time they do something in this franchise, it just kind of deteriorates a new hope more and more where it's like, I feel like it gets to the point where new hope is kind of like, do they remake a new hope? Which they won't, they won't No, relax everybody. It, They're not going to do it. At least they'll ruin. Everything. At least I don't think they'll do it, but this is, I mean, it's owned by Disney now. They might do it. Um, but like, to be honest, like I watch these things and I'm like a new hope kind of is, I mean, it's still a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's, I feel like they're just ruining a new hope more and more because they're like, we're going to add all these things that kind of don't make sense when you watch a new hope. So that was one of my biggest issues with the whole Leia thing. I, I love the Leia storyline. I love it. But the one thing that I don't like is in the very beginning of, of a new hope, you know, when Luke's showing Obi-Wan the, the recording of Leia and stuff yeah. like that, she's, I mean, she's talking to him and she's, 
she's just like, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And that's like, that's the only way I've ever heard of you, you know, whatever. Where now as we've, you know, we know that we're going on this ride with Leia here and we're just like, well, bitch, you saw him. You saw it. You've seen him before now, you know, and it's just like, it's just like what we just retconned something here. And I, I agree with you on what you're saying, whereas now we've added something. So what happened here? Because are we just like, are we totally forgetting the events of this? Right. I don't, I don't know how that works, but that, that, that was my one, one gripe with the whole Leia thing. All right. Well, let's move on to part two, which is just called part two. So, (laughs) so Kenobi tracks, Kenobi tracks down the kidnappers to a planet called day, 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 and he I can't meets, even pull it up. And he meets a Jedi in air quotes for all my audio listeners, uh, named uh, Haja Estri. He is literally conning people into pretending like he's a Jedi and he can help them gut off this planet. That's not very good. It's not a very good planet. And uh, cool, uh, fun fact: when Obi Wan runs into the girl on this planet and she offers him spice. That's uh, Ewan McGregor's actual daughter. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a pretty cool. I didn't know that until I, I I think a video popped up for me and I saw it and I was like, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. So Obi-Wan breaks in. He beats the he uh, uses his lightsaber and kills them all. Well, he doesn't kill them all. He I think the the main guy there uh, was his name. Vect. He's left to the Inquisitor. The Inquisitor takes care yeah. of him with his cool spinny lightsaber. I do not like the the Inquisitor lightsabers. I don't like their hilts. Right. Just, I've never been a fan of them. Even when I watched the uh, when I watched some of the Rebels episodes, I was like, man, I just don't understand who thought this was a cool concept. And like, look at my helicopter lightsaber. <laughs> it's not intimidating. I just want legit. Where is where is she? I have a Vader lightsaber. I would have just while Parker's gone. I'm just gonna say, can I absolutely just talk about how badly I wanted one of them just to fall in from the top of the screen one time with a spinning lightsaber and just be like, "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all." I would have died. I just (laughs) like this. All right, it's simplistic. It's cool. All right, that's all I want. All right, I'm gonna stay right there. Vader's the best. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so he. He gets killed by the the Grand Inquisitor, and Obi Wan finds Leia. They run in, they're escaping on top of the rooftops, and they're getting and they have. There's a bounty out for Obi Wan, so everyone's going after him. And uh, Reva's there, and she's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna run!" And she does some crazy ass parkour throughout this entire. Just, I was like, "Okay, that's pretty cool." Like she's using the Force, of course, during this entire thing, which I thought was really cool as well seeing her using the force to do these really cool moves on the rooftops, trying to get to Obi-Wan and uh, yeah. And there's a bad, just a terrible shootout on the, on the rooftop. It's terrible. Like it's terrible. I was watching it in agony. I'm like, no one can hit anything. What are you guys? Stormtroopers? Seriously? Like Obi-Wan shots terrible, but I was also waiting for him after the shootout was over to just throw his throw the gun or throw the the blaster again and go so uncivilized. So uncivilized. You know, like, yeah. All right, but he, they didn't do it, so I couldn't groan. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I really like how I'm talking about this show. Um, <laughs> wait, do you want me to watch it or no? No, I am. No, this is just the way. This is the way I'm going to do it. I can't. I can't change now. Uh, <laughs> so Haja, of course, gets called out by Obi Wan, and and then he decides he wants to help. He go and Obi Wan finds an unguarded like cargo ship, and he ends up going on it. And Reva runs into Haja, and you just think, oh, well, this guy's, I mean, it, it's Camille Najiani, who is a big-time actor right now. Like, he was just in The Eternals, and, you know, he's from, oh, God, what, uh, what show is he? he? He's from a show. But he's big. He's big-time right now, like, when it comes to Disney projects. So to see him in the show, I was like, are they, gonna, are they really going to kill him off in the first episode he shows up in? No, he doesn't. He just gets tossed around by Reva and then she leaves. And this is when Reva, oh, this is when they're in like the, the cargo area and Reva is talking to Obi-Wan. She knows he's in there and she's, you know, taunting him and stuff. And she tells, you know, she tells him that Anakin's still alive. Mm-hmm. But and she pretty much tells him that he is. Um, yeah, he, she just tells him that Anakin's alive. She doesn't tell him that it's Vader. But he kind of puts two oh. and two together. I don't think she tells him it's Vader. I think she just states that Anakin's alive. But maybe she does. Maybe I don't, I don't well, know. Well, I, I guess I, it could, episode, I guess it so. could be kind of. I guess it could have been kind of like implied because, well, I mean, oh. Obi Wan. Obi Wan knows that he's under Sidious's rule, so I guess it's kind of just implied. Hey, he's Vader, right? No, I think she does uh, uh, state that Darth Vader is Anakin, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Uh, the so uh, the Grand Inquisitor shows up during this whole thing. Reva's like, "I'm gonna get him," and he's like, "You need to sit the f- down, all right? You are you are just pressing your luck. Everyone hates you here." Like, you're on your last, like, we're going to have to write you up, all right? You're going to have to uh, go home and with uh, no pay. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. So she freaking gets him with the lightsaber. And everyone was up in arms. The Grand Inquisitor can't die because he's in Rebels. <laughs> everyone lost their fucking minds with this shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then Kenobi and Leia escape in the ship. And then we get the really cool shot, though. They go to Mustafar, and you're like, uh, I can't, I want to see him. And he just, and it's just his, uh, Hayden Christensen's face floating in a back to tank. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. I just know he's coming. <laughs> he's coming, baby. Yeah. He's coming. Ah, you, you do get, they do play, they do play you kind of that breathing sound, and you're just like, oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Episode two. Thoughts. Episode two was kind of more of a lull episode for me. Um, While while the story was good and, you know, the whole catching up, you know, get, you know, catching up with Leia, you know, and kill killing her kidnappers and stuff like that. um, I felt like kind of with you, I I was not impressed with the uh, the the shootout scene. Uh, I was very disappointed in, in that whole thing. Um, I just felt like it kind of, it kind of, for what he was, he was trying to get into, which was basically a a rescue mission. I just felt like it kind of fell flat. It was very, it was very basic. Like, like, let me, let me just find where she's at. I'm just going to 
find this out, and then I'm going to go get her out of there with pretty much very little resistance. And then I'm, I'm going to, uh, other than some really cool shots, like you said, of jumping across some buildings, doing some par- parkour, you know, stuff like that, because um, Yalea kind of comes to find out that, you know, well, is thinking that she can't trust Obi-Wan. Uh, he's just another one, you know, out, out for her. Yeah. Um, just because it, it, it's just kind of amazing because all of a sudden this kid just gains some amazing parkour abilities and is just leading him on this on this chase. Yeah. And uh, she's crazy. I'm just like, I'm just like, OK, well, that's that's pretty cool and stuff. And the, the standoff with uh, with Riva was neat as a story perspective where she does finally mention, and I I did look it up. There is a, there is a quote here and she says, you didn't know he's alive. Obi-Wan Anakin Skywalker is alive and he's been looking for you for a long time. And I'm just like, wow, she is. I mean, I mean, it just, it kind of sets the stage because we hadn't seen Vader yet, you know, and stuff like that. And you're just like, you're like, Oh my God. He's going to come. He's going to come. We're going to see him. And I was like, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I was personally at that point. I was about ready for him just to walk in behind her and just go like, like out of my way. This, this, he's mine. And, um, it, it was just, that point was neat because you see when she says that Obi Wan real, like, like the sudden realization, like, Oh my God, he's still alive. I thought I ended that 10 years ago, you know? sort of thing and uh you see a broken man almost become even more fractured right um because you thought you know from a guy who thought he killed his friend to realizing that your friend that you thought was dead because you killed him is not no longer dead and now he's back and he is pissed <laughs> and he he's not gonna stop until you're dead so you chop me up big time. <laughs> so i'm gonna yeah. chop you up big time <laughs> it it's just one of those things. So uh the other thing I did like about that was is you just you feel for Kenobi a little bit. You start to uh, form a little bit more of an emotional bond with him in this one because you're just like, wow, you know, I felt bad for him because he's been living for 10 years kind of in this just this, this sad state on Tatooine and right. Now he real now he realizes that Anakin's still alive and you just see the hurt in his eyes and you and McGregor does a wonderful job of portraying that and just seeing the hurt that is like, Oh my God, he's still alive. I still got to deal with this, you know, and I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. And the, the escape is pretty lackluster, I guess, you know, there's not really much fighting, you know, for them to get away. They just kind of, it's, it's, well, they use the opportunity of the, the two inquisitors legitimately just fighting with one another that to, to get away. Right. Um so I guess long story short episode 2 it wasn't the best episode. It got the job done but it it wasn't something that I, if I if I told somebody I'm not going to be like, "Oh yeah, definitely watch episode 2." That no. I I agree on all your points. So let's move on to part 3. Yeah. Which is when it starts getting really good. Yep. So we are on Mustafar. For some reason, when you almost die on a planet, you're like, this is where I'm building my home base. And that's yeah. what Darth Vader did. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, we're on Mustafar. Reva meets with Vader, and Vader's like, you're going to go find Kenobi, and you're going to bring back Kenobi, because he doesn't want him, she does, he doesn't want her to kill him, because he wants to do it himself. Because this is his whole thing. And if she does this, oh, this is, um, this is a fucking cool scene. Is this the scene where he lifts her up, or is that the next episode? Where he uses the force to pick her up because she does something stupid. No, 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 that doesn't happen. Yet. No, it's not this Sorry. one. This is the next episode. Uh, so yeah, so they meet together. He says, "Go find Obi Wan, and if you succeed, then I will make you Grand Inquisitor." And she's like, "All right, dope." Uh, hey, other Inquisitors, and literally flips them all off because they all fucking hate her, <laughs> especially the fifth brother. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Oh man." I'm so grumpy all the time. I should be the one to be the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, so <laughs> Kenobi and Leia, they land on a mining planet called Mapuzo. And they are trying to rendezvous with like this underground organization that helps uh, Jedi escape. And they run into they're just wandering they go to the spot the person doesn't meet them there they're wandering around and then they meet this character they meet this like dude driving a truck i can't remember what the character's name is frack frack how did i forget frack voiced by zach braff uh from scrubs and he you know he's a cool dude and i this um this this is this scene just shows how stupid stormtroopers are. They are the dumbest characters in cinematic history. Not just Star Wars, but of all, like they are sitting. So Frack runs into because of course this planet's run by the Empire, and the stormtroopers wonder. I like, hey Frack, can we get a ride? And they're like, and Frack's like, hell yeah, you can get a ride there, stormtroopers, because the Emperor. I don't want to die. So they pick him up and they start driving and he's sitting across from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Not hiding. He doesn't have his hood up. Oh no, he doesn't have his hood up, but it's still, it's like, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi and he's talking and all this stuff and Leia's trying to like have that she's, she created this cover for them. And um, yeah, they, they, they don't know it's him and they're just idiots and then they leave. I'm like, God, Stormtroopers are just so bad. It's the Superman effect, dude. When he's got his hood up, he's a totally oh different my dude. God. It's just like, I mean, to be honest, most superheroes, I mean, Batman for crying out loud. Man, that jawline <laughs> looks really familiar. Is that you, Bruce? No. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention in episode two, I've, I, and I don't, I'm, I'm really ashamed that I forgot to mention this. Uh, we get a cameo from uh, the guy who plays Boba Fett. He played was oh, playing the yeah. clone trooper that was kind of uh, he was not in a good situation. Uh, Tamara Morrison. Uh, he came back to because of course he played the the clone troopers in the prequels. He also does the voice of the clone troopers in Clone Wars and Rebels. So that was a really cool cameo. I wish I I hope there's something more with those later. And also, why did the Empire get rid of the clone troopers? I felt like they were more efficient. <laughs> that, that, there was actually a meme that I saw like the day after, almost the day after this episode aired on Disney Plus, and it, it was it was that guy that's sitting behind the little 
little table at the park there and it's got the sign it's always changed my mind and it, yeah. it, it, it's it said the clone troopers were way more efficient than stormtroopers will yeah. ever be changed my mind and i was just like he's not he's not wrong number one way more loyal basically programmed and no they, they just, were programmed that was the whole that was the whole point it's the only reason that they did order 66 except for right. a few others that were able to remove their programming yep um but yeah, stormtroopers are stupid. That's kind of the, the whole gist of that. So there's a shootout at this uh, checkpoint, and Frack's an idiot. Like, Frack's a jerk. He <laughs> turns them in, pretty much. They get into a firefight. And then a woman, like a lieutenant or whatever position she is, she comes up with a bunch of other stormtroopers, and you're like, oh, shit, this is not going to be good. And then she shoots all the stormtroopers, and you're like, oh, my God. And she's like, come with me when you, if you want to live. And I was like, that's not the right franchise, Star Wars. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She doesn't say that. But uh, th that's actually the it's franchise we're covering that. in our podcast. But uh, I digress. She saves them and she goes, she's like, hey, my name is um, Tala. Oh, shit. Tala. Yeah. Not Nala. Not Lion King. Tala. And she's like, I am part of this underground organization. We help Jedi, you know, we help move people around, so let's do this. You know, you're Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're a legend. I bow down to you. Let's move on. She brings him to this, like, underground passage, and she's all excited. Yeah, she's, ever, you know, they go into the room where it's got all the carvings on the wall mm -hmm. of all, like, the, the Jedi that have been there before, and he sees a name. What was the name? It was, one, it was somebody who shows up in the Clone Wars, I think, or maybe in Rebels. He does mention it. Now I can't remember who he... Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can find out. Keep going. Okay. So, while all that's happening, the Inquisitors and my boy DV shows up to uh, to do some damage. And, oh man. Just the little things that Vader does is just so awesome. Like, he literally... Like, he's walking through this town and he's just... He force pulls a guy out of his shack. He then force pulls a person behind him like he's got him strapped to a chain. Like Vader is just ruthless. And to see him actually in like in live action using his force powers in the way that he does, it just is like this is what I've wanted for so long is to see him actually be cool. And so the the Jedi the Jedi that wrote a message that he uh recognized was Quinlan Voss. Yes. That's the name. I'm trying to find out because he mentions where he knows him from. I'm working on it. I think it's from Clone Wars. Well, it they they talk in the Clone Wars, but I was trying to find a So oh, he was he was based on Tatooine. We must oh, see okay. him. We must see him in Episode One. I don't think we do. Well, there's a picture. It says Va. Yeah, yeah. He's he's there. I just don't think you know that he did that. He's there. Um, do you and then see there's him see him like yeah, see yeah. Him? Yep. There's a live action version of him that you see in Episode One. Hmm. Um, I don't like. I said I don't think that he's referred to, but there's. 
right. pictures and they, they they mark him there. And then there's just it says that there's just kind of you see him quite a bit in uh in the Clone Wars. And there's also a vision that Yoda has there as well. I apparently he must I can't believe because I watched wow. through all of the Clone Wars. I can't believe I don't know this character better. So as Vader is doing all the badass things he's doing, um, Obi-Wan's like, I, I have to confront, I have to confront him. I have to try to stop this. So he sends Tala and Leia to the, uh, where they need to go. They go down this tunnel and all that. And Kenobi and Vader face off and Vader is just, Way too powerful for him. I mean, Kenobi hasn't used his force. It hasn't used the force in a very, very long time. So he's being overpowered pretty easily. And again, just if like literally give me two, three hours of just Vader being a badass because he literally they're 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 facing off and Vader. There's stuff pouring or he throws something on the ground and it pours this liquid and he uses his freaking lightsaber to light it and it goes into flames and then he uses the force to grab Obi-Wan and then throw him in the fire and just slowly drag him through the... F I was like... I was literally sitting on my couch like, what in the... F oh my god, yes. That, I'm sorry, was probably about one of the top highlights of the Holy whole crap. series. Like, because of you, all of Star Wars ever. <laughs> I mean, there is no there oh is nothing god, better than so just sweet payback at that point. I mean, that <sighs> you go to see what Vader is you finally get to see in this episode what Vader is out for. Right. And it is out for Obi-Wan Kenobi's ass and it is to make him suffer legitimately as much as physically possible and yeah. when he just takes him and just legitimately just like drags him and then oh, just drags so him into the flames i'm just i i was the same way as you i'm sitting there going like like i felt like a kid i'm like this is what i've always wanted this is what i've always wanted it was a scene that i didn't even know needed to exist but now i feel like if it didn't exist oh. I, i'd be very very sad about it so of course uh in the middle of this, Tala decides to go help Obi-Wan and she starts shooting at the stormtroopers invaders to kind of distract it so she, she can uh, grab Obi-Wan and leave. And during all that, Leia gets captured by Reva. And the episode ends. <sighs> Thoughts on episode three? Make it real short. Uh, Vader, same thing. Awesome. Love it. Uh, the fact that we got James Earl Jones back to voice him, yeah, even better yet. Um, just the mannerisms, everything, everything. I mean, they they portrayed Vader once again just perfectly. I mean, he is the Vader that you just love. And the only thing about this is, is he is in his prime and he is pissed off and he oh, is yeah. powerful. He is and moving. you learn that that he has. Found a way to tap into every ounce of hatred that he has because his dark side powers are incredible. And you see pieces of them here. And uh, it's just, I, I'm with you on this one. Vader makes the whole episode. 
I, I it could have been this episode could have been an hour long of Vader taking a shit. I would have been all for it. I don't care. Vader! Um, <laughs> I just I I don't I don't care. It's just it was everything I wanted out of this so much just to see Vader in his prime the way that we all remember him from four episodes four, five, and six, just being a badass. Um the the whole scene uh with fight him fighting Kenobi, I was like, this is wonderful. This is great. We talked about the whole him dragging Kenobi through through the fire and flames, expecting some dragon force to play in the back. Uh <laughs> just needing I it was a scene that I didn't know I needed, but you just you see that just raw hatred that he has towards Kenobi. And you also once again see Kenobi who is now weak because not not because he's he's a weak as a person, just just because he he gave up, he like severed his ties to the force. Yeah. He he's got he's got nothing. He he gave up. He's he's just like I'm I'm done and I'm just you you see him fight Vader, but it's just like he's well he is he's he's doing it half heartedly because I feel like he doesn't want to hurt Anakin at this point he doesn't you know it's just kind of like the dude's given up almost yeah, and he's just trying much. to he's trying to just survive. Um, it was a very good episode. I liked it. I know there's some people that don't think it's a very good episode, but uh, for what we got out of it, I was more than happy with it. So. Good job. Yes, very good job. Part four. So, Obi-Wan escapes uh, with the help of Tala. He's got to get fixed up. He's in a back-to-tank, and he's having flashbacks and nightmares, and he wakes up, and he's in a cave. He's in this, like, facility-looking thing, and uh, Ice Cube's son's there. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. And we then cut over to Reva interrogating Leia about the path, which is the this the underground organization that was helping the Jedi. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not helping you, crazy lady. Stop looking at me with those eyes. <laughs> we then we go to the Fortress Inquisitoris which is a fucking cool name, by the way. <laughs> right next to Bodie McBoatface, this is about the most straightforward name we can possibly give. <laughs> oh, man, look at that. Look at that. Oh, my God, it's Bodie McBoatface. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, so, yeah, this is the Stronghold HQ for the Inquisitors. It's uh, located on Nur, which I didn't know that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Kenobi and and Tala, they come up with a plan of because they need to rescue Leia, and she's got connections because she's been disguising herself as an officer with the Empire, so she can go in there and figure things out to help him get into the Fortress Inquisitoris. <laughs> and she's like, "This is gonna be probably not. It's probably not gonna go well." And he's like, "Well, we got to do. What we got to do." And this is this episode is great, by the way. Um, yes, I'm just gonna state it. He so she does her thing. She I love the scene where she walks up to the security and the security's like, 
who are you? Give me your ID. You're not supposed to be here. And she's like, are you really going to talk to me like that? I am your supervisor. Like, I will write you up. I will send you home without pay. Yeah, did I make that joke earlier in the episode? I sure did, but I'm doing it again because it fits. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here you go. Go through. So she does her I'm thing. sorry, Karen. Onward. Yeah, please move on. Oh, God. Am I going to get fired? Um, <laughs> please don't call my manager. She, she's... Uh, you know, looking up information, she's trying to, she's telling Obi-Wan, like, the best way to get in. He's got to go underwater and go through, like, a hatch that's under there. And you get to see him use his cool little device he used in episode one when he swims. He gets in, and he discovers this really creepy-ass trophy room full of dead Jedi. And you're like, oh, this got dark, <laughs> like, yeah, dark. And he's like terrified. And there's even a youngling. And I was like, that's messed up. They yeah. uh, they end up getting Leia. They Reva's just sick of her shit. So she brings her to the like the torture chamber, um, which actually takes which actually if you play Star uh, the Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, this uh, this room is in the game. So she's going to pretty much try to get more information out of her in the torture room. Uh, Tala walks in and is like, or no, an officer walks in and is like, hey, somebody needs to talk to you. It's really important. She's like, what the, I'm trying to torture this little kid. Like, can can it wait till I <laughs> prick her in the eye with this pointy thing? And they're like, no, seriously, you need to go uh, talk to her. And she's like, fine, whatever. So she goes in there and talks to Tala. And then you have like this back and forth where Tala pretty much states how she tells her a bunch of information she thinks she wants. And she's like, why are you telling me this? She's like, I feel like you're a spy. She's like, I am, but not the way you think I am. She's like, oh, all right. Well, I'll be keeping my eye on you. And they, what the hell here? Uh, So yeah, Tala's, ends, her cover gets blown because Obi-Wan ends up finding them they get chased through the halls. Obi-Wan or a blaster hits the glass. I like the the whole thing where he's trying to prevent the water from breaking the glass mm-hmm. and he ends up doing it and then it drowns. It drowns all the stormtroopers. They literally have to pan to the op- the do- the window in the door and show the dead stormtroopers floating in the room. And you're like That was important. Wow. <laughs> these stormtroopers are dumb and they're just it's just a sad life for them they're very wet <laughs> yeah they're not getting paid anything and yeah so he they they get land this is the worst this is laughable him having the giant trench coat and having leia under the trench coat as they're walking <laughs> no one noticed this is there something wrong with that man she might as well have just had Leia on his shoulders and then her pretend to be an officer like, hello, everybody. What's wrong with that one? He's got a small head. <laughs> it was laughable. I, I think I audibly <laughs> laughed out loud when he's walking out with this bulge on his side. Like, it's just a growth. Leave me alone. I'm self-conscious. Reva's not about it. She's like, bullshit. That's a girl under there. And he's like, 
surprise and like put some clothes on no i'm just kidding um <laughs> so yeah they get in a really lame ass fight uh on this uh outside of the the fortress inquisitoris it's always got to be said no. always always has to be said there's two people that work with roken who is the o'shea jackson jr's character i can't remember those two's names but they were really close and they have what what kind of ship is this uh there weren't they snow speeders technically from yeah, from I think, Hoth? I think you're right yeah it's the one that wraps the ETA. yeah yeah i or i mean i'm sure there's probably more yeah. legit names for them i always knew them as snow speeders so they uh those two people they attack with those speeders and you know and you get the really lame like Riva's blah like it was just it was kind of lame. I didn't like it. So they escape. Riva's like Riva tries throwing a or she throws a, a box at one of them and it blows up and it crashes and the other one's like, ah, oh, sad as she flies away. And then after all of that, this is when we're in like the conference room. And it's performance review time. Invader is not giving Riva a good score as he force picks her ass up. And he's like, what the f- did you just do? And she's like, don't worry, boss. I put a tracker on the ship. <laughs> and he's like, all right, cool. You are now Grand Inquisitor. And she's like, it was that easy. All right, cool. And fifth brother's like, what the f- is happening? <laughs> No one likes her here. And that's it. That was a. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. We also. So we find out that the tracker is Lola. Leia's little droid. And it turns evil because it turns red. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's legit what happens. So episode four. Quick thoughts. <laughs> this was. I, after looking through IMDb, this is the lowest rated episode, and I know why people ra- rated it so low. But it, this this had almost comic relief in it, uh, it with all the things that we that we said from from the point of legitimately Obi Wan thinking he can just smuggle Leia out underneath a trench coat, uh, just just like it's too. Good. I'm just like, oh my god. You want to talk about how oblivious the Empire is? Here's this guy that's legitimately hobbling out of here with a trench coat and a and an officer's hat on, and he's just he's just like, hey, nothing to see here, you know, whatever. And that that's just hilarious. And then I I do love the whole Vader Riva thing at the end, where he's just like he he does he like force chokes her, like I told you what would happen if you failed me, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden she's like. I put a tracker on him and he's just like, oh, well, if you put a tracker on it, well, then everything's great. This is perfect. You know, basically we had him right here, but hey, you're tracking him. So, yeah, good job. You get a pay raise, Missy. We're moving you up. This feels like catch me if you can. (laughs) I feel like a corner office promotion. What are you thinking? (laughs) I'm just I'm I'm just dying because I'm just like, I'm like, this is. This is almost like somebody looked at this episode and just let, been like, we got to make something stupid here. And this is how we're yeah, doing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the uh, um, I didn't know that in this episode that we were also going to get to watch Mission, Mission Impossible and Jurassic Park. Because 
uh, Mission Impossible because we legitimately got to break into this fortress in the middle of fucking nowhere. And yep. then also Jurassic Park because everybody's encased in amber. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. And um, I you took it as a trophy room. I took it as a really sick and sort of twisted thing that they're experimenting on these dead Jedi. Um, so I kind of so it states that uh, on Wikipedia it just states that it's a trophy vault room. Okay, it but, could be. I mean, that could be. I mean, it's Wikipedia. People. Can I took. I took it as. I took it as they were keeping the Jedi for experimentation because that Padawan with the uh, the hat and everything he was taken straight after Order sixty six. That kid has been there for a while, and no Inquisitor, yeah. no Inquisitor hunted him down. Uh. Somebody took his body straight from from the Jedi Temple, like immediately after. Yeah. So I took this as is like this is like one of their skunk works where they're starting to work on like ways to I, I took it as a way of they're trying to channel the force out of these things to make it so that Sidious can live forever. You know, like we see in episode in episode no. nine. No. Well, I'm exist. sorry, but that's that's what I took it as. That doesn't um, exist. It does, it whether doesn't. you like it or not. Um, but I, I legitimately did, and I, I had to laugh at the whole, the whole exchange with Tala, like you said, getting stopped by airport security on her way in, <laughs> into into the, the fortress inquisitorius. Uh, <laughs> um, just, dude just got put in his fucking place. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please don't if, me. Apparently, Karens live in a galaxy far, far away as well because she just goes off on this oh, poor dude. And I just, I have to laugh at it because, I mean, this guy is, I mean, when he first pulls her aside, he is one of the hardest guys ever. And I'm just like, oh, well, this is where their whole little shenanigan ends right away. And then all of a sudden, she turns it around. And I mean, it is like, let me speak to your manager. <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly how this is. You know what? You get Darth Vader himself on the phone because I'm going to ream you a new one and you're not going to have a job after the end of today. <laughs> um, It's just, it, it was just funny. Uh, this this one, it was pleasant for me, not in a, in a story way, but just as I got a couple good chuckles out of, the, out of this episode and I was just... It, it, was a, it, was a, it was a good story. It just... Did it make sense? No, not necessarily, but I, I'm i still <laughs> laughing at it because by the time I... It, all I think of is just Obi-Wan Kenobi in a trench coat with a giant lump on his side. Just like, this isn't... What, what's he hiding under there? <laughs> you should That's see my third leg. My head. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right, moving on to part five. <laughs> So this episode opens up to a flashback. It's 13 years prior where Obi-Wan and Anakin are training. Uh, Obi or Anakin is still a Padawan because he's got his cute little ponytail and, or his little rat tail, as they, as I call it. And they're training. And clearly you can tell that Anakin is really good, but he's very aggressive. So because of his aggression, he ends up losing the fight. And I, they didn't even bother de-aging Hayden Christensen in this. They're just like, nah, we're just, you look 40, it's fine. Well, no one's going to care. And people are like, 
Why does he look so old? And it's like, cause he's, because it's, it's later. Like this episode five came or episode three came out freaking 17 years ago. So yeah, so that happens. And then it's the present where the empire is tracking Kenobi's location to Jabim. And this is where Vader officially promotes Reva to Grand Inquisitor. They go, the Empire arrives to pretty much attack the, the, uh, the, what the hell are they called? Path. The path. Jesus. So yeah, they come to, to attack. Uh, Vader is there too, because he's like, well, if Kenobi's here, I'm here. I, I, I'm finishing this ship. And during everything, they have like all the doors shut, but they're they're trying to open the escape hatch pretty much to get the their plane out of there or to get the the ship out of there. Mm-hmm. And Obi Wan ends up talking to Reva through the door, and he finds out that Reva was a youngling, and she witnessed Anakin kill all the younglings. And her plan is to get really close to Vader to then at some point turn on him and kill him. <laughs> well, let's, let's see how that goes there, Jim. Um, <laughs> so, she, yeah, she knows that Vader is Anakin. That and, and all of that stuff, all of the, the backstabbing that's about to uh, be attempted. They end up breaching the doors. Tala sacrifices herself with the cool droid from episode two. The yeah, um, I like you know she's got the grenade. She's like, "May the force be with you." And then she blows up. And after all that, that's when they're like, "Okay, we got to get on the ships and we got to get out of here," because they because Leia's actually the whole time all this is happening. Leia is up in the control panel because Lola, the corrupted Lola screwed with the door controls and so Leia's up there trying to fix it she decorrupts uh Lola and she gets the doors to open and god damn it this is when I just I knew something badass was about to happen because Vader's like well clearly you're you suck so I'm gonna go do this myself and he just storms through this freaking through all the hallways and he walks through those doors and the ship goes to take off and he just and you notice that in like most Star Wars movies, when people are using the Force, it's really strenuous. Like, they're really yep. fucking... Ah! Dude, he's just like... And just tosses that ship down. Like, mm-hmm. no strain at all. He just, whoop, and the ship stops. He throws it to the ground, and then he just does one little swipe and rips all the goddamn metal off the side. You're like, oh my god! Things were happening in my pants. Uh... <laughs> He, but then of course this was a decoy ship. No one's in there. The ship behind it blasts off. I don't know why he didn't try to stop that because I can. He could clearly do that, but clearly he, it would have ruined the whole thing. And the ship go. The other ship escapes, and this is when Riva then tries to make her move on Vader, and not in a good way either. This is a bad move. Because Vader just slaps the shit out of her without even barely using his saber. Like, she comes up from behind him, and he literally just opens up his hand, and it stops her saber, and he literally just uses his hands 
to stop her moves and it's just so cool because there is literally zero effort being used by vader and she is trying really hard to strike him and then he ends up using her own lightsaber to stab her in the stomach and you're just like Listen, I understand he killed younglings, but Darth Vader is the coolest fucking character in Star Wars. I don't give a fuck, okay? This dude is awesome. If and you could just pass the whole youngling Yeah, part, if we could just, just erase that from our memories. Vader's awesome. I mean, he's just so badass. Like, the things he can do with the Force, like, that's what we want to see. Like, I feel like with the, the sequel trilogy and the way they use the Force and, like, how other people, it's just it's so lame. Like, this is what I want. Like, Zero effort. This man is just a straight up badass. He knows he is. And he literally beat this woman without barely, without even using his own lightsaber. He just bang, 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 just doing crazy things with his hands and then stabs her with her own. And you're like, I don't know what you thought was going to happen here, Reva, but it didn't go your way. Yeah. <laughs> In the slightest. That's an understatement. Oh, my Lord. So she is on the verge of death. And guess what? Guess what, everybody? All you people who are all up in arms about the Grand Inquisitor's dead. Ah! He's not dead, okay? Simmer down. Oh, my God. So he, I and think, of course, <laughs> he needs I to take his I think that was the pin best back. thing when they just walk in. Oh, what was his line? He said a, a really cool line. Oh, uh, man. Something about, like, revenge or something like that, or... I don't remember, but it was a cool line. I like how he had to take his pin back. He's got the Grand Inquisitor. It literally just says Grand Inquisitor. Like, people, he needs that. <laughs> he needs that, okay? Oh, he, he says he comes in and he says, Hello, third sister. Revenge does wonders for the will to live, don't yes. you think? Your yes. rage was useful. Now it's tiresome. And then finally just says, We will leave you where we found you, in the gutter where you belong. And then he just goes like, Goodbye. And he takes his her label off and then just walks out. And yep. I'm like, badass yep and she is on the verge of death but she finds the the communicator and f and finds some pretty cool crucial information that darth vader anakin skywalker has children mm -hmm. and but one of them just happens to be on tatooine oh so yeah, so that's pretty much how that episode ends. Quick thoughts on episode five. Episode five uh, was my second favorite episode of the whole series. Um, just because of the... Uh, you you really started to get the uh, the action scenes. Like you said, Darth... Like, once again, Darth Vader just being an absolute badass with the whole, the whole just like, mm, that's a ship, just mine, and then just rip. Um... I, I just, I felt like at that moment where you see the second ship take off, it's like you said, he could have just went like, eh, no, and then just like taking it. But I just feel like it, after he did that, and then he sees the other one take off, he just, in the back of his head, he's going like, bravo, Kenobi. Yeah. Bravo. Just, just once again, just like, like okay, you earned that. Go, go on. I'll catch up with you. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> um, oh, and just once again, the badassness where, he he stops all of Reva's attacks with his hands, and then to add insult to injury, breaks her lightsaber in half, tosses half of it to her, takes the other half himself, and then has a quick little duel with her, which yeah. we all know how quickly that 
ends up working. Yeah. Uh, for a second, Reva kind of looks like, oh, maybe she's got a little bit of a, hand, you know, you know, <laughs> thing. And then he he just goes like, okay, well, I'm bored of you. And then just like throws her off to the side, stabs her, and is just like, yeah. I knew all the time who you were. I knew that you were a youngling that I thought I killed. You know, whatever the Grand Inquisitor walks in, laughs at her, goes, ha ha, you're dumb, and then just like turns around and walks right. out. Um, I just, I find it hilarious because then I like, I've seen this meme like two, three times on Facebook now where it's like a three pain meme and it, it starts off with like the Grand Inquisitor, the fifth brother, and like, I think it's like the fourth sister standing in like a room, in like a room, and they've got a mic and they're like, like, okay, now tell her that she's the Grand Inquisitor. And then it flashes to that scene where Vader goes, <laughs> now rise, Grand Inquisitor. And then all of a sudden, like, they're all it's just... practical jokers. Back, and they're all just dying in it's this room. practical jokers, Star Wars edition. That's what it was. And I'm just, I'm just dying because <laughs> oh. I'm just like, I'm like, that is so what they just did. And they, oh my they've Lord. been building that up since episode, or from, uh, since... Uh, episode two or part two, and I'm just like, he never died. Vader knew he never died. He knew right. he knew what she did, and he just <laughs> played along with it because he had nothing oh, better Lord. to do. Um, that's if that's great. not a slap in the face, right. but uh, got once again, you know, just some good Vader being Vader. Uh, you start to see the the birth of a rebellion here, which I thought was pretty important. Uh, with the path, you know, doing whatever they can to get Leia and Obi-Wan out along with all of the other people that were, were with them. Uh, you just, you start to see that, that birth of the rebellion there, you know, you're, you're only 10 years after the events of the, of the clone wars, stuff like that. Um, the rebellion is not a thing yet. And right. you got to remember that because, uh, we're so used to, um, you know, with like rogue one, you know, even being prior to that, the rebellion's a thing, you know, you don't, you don't see that, you don't even really start to really hear it until the the animated series Rebels, but here we are. We're seeing that first spark of a rebellion begin, and I think a lot of people are going to overlook that in this series. That this is the first time you're actually seeing somebody stand up to the Empire, and uh, this is where it's all going to start. And and as you've come to find out with these characters that are in it, this is the start of the rebellion. This, the, these are the guys that go on to the form. Start it up. Yeah. Yep. Start it up. So, um, just, I, I think it was a good episode. I know people are going to shoot some holes in it. Uh, once again, just, just good acting for a lot, a lot of them, especially, uh, the whole flashbacks with, uh, Hayden Christensen and, and Ewan McGregor looking like they did in episode two. I thought that was wonderful how they did the little jump back and forth from time to time, you know, throughout the episode. They didn't all just give it to you in one shot. They kind of tied in uh, pieces of that whole training uh, thing that uh, Obi-Wan and, and uh, Anakin were going through into the episode to kind of give it a theme. Right. I loved that. Uh, I, I was kind of on the fence with the whole not de-aging them to make them look, yeah. you know, more like their thing, but I was kind of also just like, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I, care. I, I mean, I was just kind of like, I understand what we're doing here. So I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And, and they more or less still look the same. So I was just kind of like, okay, let it go. Yeah. Uh, very happy with it. 
that's pretty much all I'm going to say on episode five because episode or uh, part six is going to be. <laughs> so. Oh yes, let's get to the season finale, part six. Oh, so Riva has got the information on Luke on Tatooine, so she goes to Tatooine. Who does she uh, run into? But the guy, but Obi Wan's boss at the meat factory there, who's just a piece of shit. And she force pushes the water out of his hand. I was like, yeah, that's what you deserve, you piece of shit. And he says the same line that he says to the guy in the first episode when the guy uh, complains about his uh, like payment, like how much uh, money he was getting paid. And I think it's like, what do you, is there something you want to say? Yeah. And he says it again in the water line. And she goes up to the vendor and asks about Owen. We it then shows Owen and Luke in like a a a, a parts like yeah shop like a or parts like store that. yeah because they need a part for the speeder that Luke ended up breaking and that same vendor comes in and talks to Owen and they're like well we gotta get the freak out of here oh uh, Obi Wan. It's, uh, it pretty much is like, listen, the ship is getting bombarded and the shield is only going to last for so long. So I need to take the escape pod or whatever it is and I need to leave. I need them to follow me. I know Vader's going to follow me. That, that's who Vader wants me. So I'm going to kind of sacrifice myself and, and leave. And it ends up working because Obi-Wan, because Obi-Wan was right. Vader is so obsessed with getting Obi-Wan that even with the Grand Inquisitor who has the most logical reasoning, he's like, why would we, we don't care about the one Jedi, we should get the people, we should stop all that because that could be dangerous. If they had shot and destroyed that ship, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine would have never happened. I mean, I mean, yeah. just, I mean that, that was it. <laughs> no yeah. rebellion. But, but Vader is so determined to get Obi-Wan that it ends up you know, they end up following him and the Grand Inquisitor is just like, well, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> and they, so Vader goes into his own ship. They go down to this planet. It's a really cool, I like the lighting of this planet, especially when they're mm -hmm. fighting with the, the sabers illuminated and the whole back and forth between Vader and Obi-Wan where he He's like, you know, did you come here to to destroy me? And Obi-Wan's like, I will do what I must. It was an actual quote-for-quote quote line from episode three, if you caught that. Yeah. I thought that was freaking brilliant. I was just like, oh my god, we're on Mustafar. This is the, this is the duel of fates all over again. Yeah, and it's like, oh, and then, well, then you shall die. Before this, though, Obi-Wan's on his ship and he finds that Leia put Lola in his pocket. So he keeps Lola on the ship. So uh, Vader and Obi-Wan have an awesome saber fight. This is the fight that we've always wanted to see between Obi-Wan and Vader because Obi-Wan is now stronger and even Vader tells him that, but he's like, well, you're still going to lose because I'm just better than you. They get into this really cool. Rips a whole freaking rock out, and just like right. 
he's like throwing rocks at him like with ease and stuff, and then he ends up throwing Obi-Wan into a hole and then throwing rocks on top of him. And then Vader walks away, and Obi-Wan, this is when Obi-Wan like, you know, has thoughts where he thinks about Leia, he thinks about Luke, he thinks about, you know, the good times pretty much, and he becomes a very powerful Jedi and uses the force to easily just remove all the rocks that were on top of him. Uh, Vader's a very slow walker. Cause I can guarantee Obi-Wan was in that hole for a bit and they meet back up again and we get an awesome second round of the fight. And this is when Obi-Wan has the upper hand. So in the first part of the battle, Vader, I mean, it was a pretty good fight, but Vader had the upper hand. But now Obi-Wan has the upper hand. He is getting, he is doing moves we haven't seen him do since the prequel series. And he ends up damaging. I love the move he makes where he blocks, he blocks Vader's saber and then uses the hilt to then backwards smash into Vader's breathing apparatus. And he Mm -hmm. just keeps smashing it. And you hear the wheezing which we haven't heard. Well, I think it's probably was used in the animated series. You hear it a lot in the animated series, but really in the, in the actual live action, you Return only hear it in episode six. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, he's wheezing. So he's starting to like, you know, he's not having a fun time because he can't barely, he can barely breathe, but he's still in the fight. He's, he's starting to get more aggressive and, and Obi-Wan is using that against him because he knows like Anakin is still in there. And he knows how Anakin is going to how Anakin would react to that. Like he is starting to lose. So he's going to be more aggressive. And so Obi-Wan takes advantage of that. And we get the really cool swipe through the helmet. And supposedly that's how he gets the scars on his, the top of his head. When like at the end of episode six, when he takes his helmet off and he's got those scars on the top of his head, they're in the same exact spot as where that slash from Obi-Wan happened. Okay, I didn't. I didn't put that together, but that's. I can see that now. And you get to see Hayden Christensen's face as Mm -hmm. burnt up boy Darth Vader, and I like the the whole like it's his voice, but it's also like the the Vader voice is like Mm -hmm. trying to come out, but it like it's broken. So you hear mostly Hayden Christensen's voice, and the whole fact where he's. Obi-Wan wants to save Anakin. But Anakin turns around. He's like, he literally was like, you didn't kill Anakin. I killed Anakin. Yep. And that's when Obi-Wan finally comes to the realization that Anakin is truly dead. And there's no turning, turning him back from the dark side. And so that's when he goes, well, then goodbye. And instead of saying Anakin, he says Darth. And yep. then walks away. And this is when Vader, you know, Vader's, you know, it's Anakin, it's still Anakin. You know, Vader's down on his knee and he's, you know, he, he wants to continue his fight, but he can't. And he's yelling, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. And just keeps mm-hmm. yelling it, which is kind of similar to, uh, was it, I think, um, Clone Wars with uh, Darth Maul. Yeah. Like, Kenobi. Yeah. It kind of feels that way, but it's Obi-Wan. Yep. So after that, we get the fight, or we get Reva showing up to Owen and Baru's little house. 
and they stand their ground. They're shooting at her. She, of course, she's you know she's got the force, so she's throwing things at him and stuff like that. And Luke runs away. He runs into the the hills there or the the, the rocky cliffs, and he's really bad at hiding. Terrible. And Reva finally catches up to him. She like takes out the the side of the rock wall there and it causes him to fall and it knocks him out. And then she turns her lightsaber on. You think she's going to kill him, but she doesn't. And Obi-Wan gets a a signal from the force to say that Luke's in trouble. So he's like, I got to go to Tatooine. I don't know where originally he was going, but, uh, but yeah, so Luke is, uh, Reva is hanging over him and then it cuts away. And uh, Obi-Wan comes to see that, you know, Baru and Owen are looking for Luke and they're doing a terrible job. They're just kind of standing in one spot, just going, Luke, Luke, where are you, Luke? Like, maybe walk a little bit. Yeah. You're just standing in one spot. What do you think you're going to, you're not going to find anything. But then they see Reva come out of the shadows carrying Luke. And she puts him down and he wakes up and he runs to Owen and Peru and Obi-Wan has a conversation with her and kind of is like, I'm glad that you were able to kind of, you know, come back, you know, get out of the darkness because she's like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't kill him. She's like, I, I feel like I let them down. Which I thought this was a whole. This was a really cool thing. You know, this this conversation between this was probably the, my favorite part of Riva's whole story is this ending, because it's it's her, you know, realizing that she, she can help without becoming the person that she hated the most, which was what she was doing. She was becoming like Vader. She wanted to make him suffer because of what he did. So you know why not kill his kid? even though Vader doesn't even know he exists. <laughs> right. So, you know, she gets redeemed, I guess, and they, you know, she, and she disappears. We then go back to Mustafar and Vader's castle there, and he's talking to the Emperor, Ian McDermott, or Mc, McDermott, I think that's his name. He's back yeah. at the Emperor. And this is like one of those moments where Vader, or they're talking about Obi-Wan and all that stuff. And the Emperor just, it's just one of those moments. He's like, are you like good, man? Like you're kind of obsessed and you need to chill. He's like, Obi-Wan is not important to me anymore. And it's like, I feel like it kind of is. He's (laughs) like, I only serve you master. And he's like, okay, well, that's good. I'm happy to hear it. (laughs) And he's got a brand new mask. I can guarantee he's got like a closet. It's just Vader masks. What am I going to wear today? And it's this whole yeah. little thing, like on a rollers of like just countless Vader yeah. suits in this closet. Yeah, because it happens again in Rebels. His mask gets sliced on the other side. Yep. By uh by uh Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka. Yeah. Yep. Though so, I thought that was I was like, oh damn, he just he just gets slashed in the face. So Leia, they go back to all, you know, he, uh, Leia goes back to Alderaan and she's now taking things more seriously. She wants to help change things, even though her planet's going to be blown to smithereens in like eight years. And, <laughs> you know, her and her father are going to work together for, to change things. 
uh, Kenobi visits to f- say one final goodbye. Annie brings Lola back. She's like, am I ever going to see you again? He's like, yeah, when I'm an old man and you forget who I am. You're like, okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. They go back to Tatooine. Or he goes back to Tatooine. He resolves like his spat that he had with Owen because Owen just for some reason hated him. And he finally is like, do you want to meet Luke? And he's like, uh, yeah, I've been spying on him in the rocks for so long. I need to finally come face to face with him. Is that big boy? No, no, no. (laughs) And he goes up to him and he says, hello there. Because we needed it, everybody. Yep, we did. (laughs) We needed it. So he then kind of, you know, he becomes a different man. And that's when he finally sees his old master, Qui-Gon Jinn, played by Liam Neeson once again, looking a little bit older. Since he hasn't played this character in 23 years. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about the time gap for that one real quick. I mean, oh, holy cow. Yeah. So, yeah, we get to see Qui-Gon as a force ghost. And he, I guess he's going to help Obi-Wan with stuff. And that's it. That's the that's the end of the series. What did we think of the season finale of, of this show? By, like I said, episode five was my, or part five was my my second favorite only because uh, part six was by far my favorite of the whole series. Uh, just the action, the, the, the lightsaber duel we get between Vader and Obi-Wan here on the planet is just glorious. Everything from the choreography of the fight down to the, the glow of the sabers on this planet. I mean, just, just everything. It is so well in my mind, just so well done. Um, I I actually had to go back. I watched that fight twice, uh, just because I was I was just like, I I needed this. I needed this fight between Obi Wan and Darth Vader. Um, I've seen the the fan made version of the one the fight from, from A New Hope. Hope where they where they sped it up. Uh, oh that God. was that was sweet. But while I'm also kind of like. We we've seen this. We know that this is how they should be fighting. I also sit there and I'm like, it's a little much. They're they're both older in a new hope, right? And right. I'm kind of like, time has gotten to those guys, so they don't really fight near as near as fast, you know. Right. I, I kind of let that one go. Um. But just there there was very little that I wanted to nitpick about the about the season season finale because or series finale if you will depending upon whether they take the rumors of a second season of Kenobi and make it true um this was just to me wonderful uh you you see Leia's character come full circle finally you know she she is going to be the leader of the rebellion that we expect to see uh you know with her how she changes her outfit and stuff like that um right. she wears uh she wears Tala's uh, holster that Obi Wan yeah. gives her. Um, she's just very much. It's like she becomes the Leia that we see in the movie here. You know, she's very focused on we're going to get rid of the Empire. We're going to find a way to do this, and she's going to work with Bale to you know make this happen. Yep. Um, 
the whole thing with Riva, like I said, kind of disappointed me a little bit. I liked the fact that she came full circle a little bit, became, you know, back to her uh, Jedi roots, if you will, where she just can't kill, you know, she's, she's not that way. Right. Um, the whole meltdown about, you know, am I, am I like him now where she's talking about, am I like Vader? I don't know. I mean, I get the fact that if you're going to make a major side change here, I, I get the fact that you got to have an emotional breakdown like this. But um, it's like we we invested six episodes into this character. Uh, we were we were supposed to be pretty emotionally invested in her, and then all of a sudden she just kind of gets writ written off. Like, hey, you just go do whatever you want. You know, you're you're not under Vader's payroll anymore. You go right. be you. You you're yep. self employed now, girl. You you get out there, make that bank. Uh, whatever. I mean, just. It just seemed like it was just awfully just kind of like, whatever, just kind of you do you. Yeah. Uh, I loved, I loved the, the emotion and the, the feeling that I got from, uh, Owen and Baru on protecting Luke yes. in this one. And there's even a lot, there's even a line in there where it's like, you protect him like he's your own and he, and Owen goes, he is. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god. You never really got that whole thing with like where you start at in A New Hope and you see Owen and Baru and Luke and you just never get that like he's my son. I love, you know, I love him, you know, stuff like that. And you really get that emotional thing that Owen and Baru are fully invested in this kid. They see him as a son. Like a biological son, there's nothing. There's nothing to be said about any of that. I mean, they they show they will take a bullet for him if or get stabbed in the gut if it means you know what it is. Um, and I was really impressed with how they actually held their own against Riva. Granted, I know Riva was probably extremely uh hurt in that right. scene and stuff like that, but they did a very nice job with that. And um, I was just. I was pleasantly surprised with all of the action. There there was seriously a part where um between the Vader fight scene with Kenobi and the whole uh Reva versus the Larses, um I seriously paused the episode the first time I watched it about halfway through. I mean I, I mean I looked in the timestamp, I think I was at twenty three minutes and I was like holy cow this is only half the episode. I was just like, I was like, Oh my God, I feel like, I feel like I should have been watching this and we should be at like the last right. five minutes of this episode. <laughs> like they're going to wrap this up and this is just, I'm going to be like, Whoa. Um, and they actually, the way they, they laid this episode out, I felt by the end of it, I was just like, this was perfect. Um, this was, this was so well done. Uh, I wish that the rest of the series could have been as good as this episode. Um, it, it's just, there's so much I could, I could go over. I could legitimately probably talk about this part for legitimately another hour, but I'm just like between the lightsaber battle, the choreography, the lighting, everything about that. It was just sh chef's kiss to, to whoever, whoever did the work on that. And, uh, the whole, 
thing with seeing Anakin and the whole Vader thing where you get both the, that mesh of Hayden Christensen's voice, but also James Earl Jones's voice yeah. was everything I wanted it to be. Yep. I didn't know I needed it, but hey, there it was. And uh, to see to see that is just perfect. Um, I, I have hopes uh, now that we've seen Qui-Gon at the end of this. And that was the well between him and uh, uh, Ian McDiarmid uh, uh, showing up as the Emperor. Those two big cameos. I, I just want to give props to the Disney and Star Wars team for all of the wonderful cast members they got into this. I mean, I mean the 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 little cameos they got for from Liam Neeson and that that was great. But I mean, yeah. like you said earlier in in this episode. <laughs> Bringing back the same actor and actresses for for the Larses, I mean, just just all of these guys that we we were introduced to in in earlier uh, or later uh, movies, just to to reprise their roles, I thought was amazing, um, and and almost needed for this for this. And I feel like somebody at Disney was sitting there going like, no, no, we need to get these specific people, otherwise this this isn't going to work, right? Um, it just, it, it left me at the very end going like, I know that there's not probably a chance for a second season of Kenobi, but I want it. I want it so bad. I want to see you now that we, now that we got Liam Neeson back in the fold as, as Qui-Gon and he's got to teach Obi-Wan all this stuff, you know, and, and everything, uh, the, the 10 seconds I got of him was not enough. I, I need more. I need a lot more and I don't even care if we, I well personally, I kind of hope if there is a season two, I hope we don't even see Luke or Leia. I, I just hope, I hope yeah, we don't. I agree. I, We're I not going to see it, Vader it, either. Well, probably not. If there is, it's going to be like a quick little kerfuffle somewhere, but um, I, f- I feel this was the final fight before they fight again in New Hope. I feel like it has to be because there's another little plot hole there where they talk just the wording between when when uh, Obi-Wan and Vader meet on the Death Star in episode four there, you know, just kind of like the last time you saw me, I was the Padawan or Padawan or whatever. Now I am the master, the master. I mean, it, it basically was like he, he refers to episode three, you know, yeah, yeah like yeah. there was nothing in between, but. Well, I'm mean, going to look over that one, too. It was the first movie made in the franchise where it I, was I guess, like George Lucas didn't expect it to get to this point. I guess what I would like to see is <clears throat> if they were to do anything with episode four, I don't want them to reshoot it. I don't want them to do anything, but I guess I'd like to either see them like somehow change those words just a little bit. Yeah. You know, which I understand because everybody's going to nitpick and say, Oh, plot hole up plot hole. And I'm like, of course there's going to be plot holes. Yeah. Those movies, those movies are 40 years old and they, they didn't even know. Well, number one, they never knew that a Obi-Wan Kenobi series was going to be made to fit in between episodes three and four. I mean, George Lucas never thought that was going to happen. Right. Um, so it's just, I guess I, if for the sake of continuity, I'd love to see just a little bit of a change there, even if they do like a 50th anniversary release here in another 10 years or whatever, uh, you know, where they just, they change those little tiny, little tiny words or something like that. Right. Um, yeah. Just change the dialogue a little bit. Yep. Just a little bit, but that's just basically it. Other than that, 
extremely happy with the episode, extremely happy with the series. Would love to have another season, even though I don't know which way direction they would go. Uh, acting, I thought, I thought was amazing, and god dang it, I need more Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. That's just all I need, and I'll be happy with my life. I couldn't agree more. This episode was one of the greatest pieces of Star Wars that I've watched personally because I just the just the fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and the the mask breaking and stuff like that and just the interaction and like the conversation they have with each other like it's just like that's what I've that is something that I've wanted to see since I was a kid. I just I've wanted to Are see you? Darth Vader do cool things because in to be honest watching him in the original trilogy he's he doesn't do a lot like and he's very clunky but i mean that's mm-hmm. just the sign of the times you know the suit it's based on the suit and stuff like that where you know we're 45 years later it's a little bit different and right you got hayden christensen under that suit you know doing a lot of the choreography like because you know he's been anakin since 2002 so he you know right. he's able to do those moves and you can tell like it's a little bit different because of the fact he's wearing a suit, um, but it still looks so good. And the different fighting styles and the way they're using the force against each other and the interaction they have with the, you know, Anakin is truly dead. And I, I just, I loved it. I, I probably, like, if I go back and watch this series, I'd probably just turn on the sixth episode and just watch it again. Just because I, I want to see that fight again yep it's just so good but overall i thought this this show was fun um i don't think it was great uh i think how many live action star wars shows have we gotten so far uh we've gotten two episodes mm, or two seasons of mandalorian this and the book of boba fett book of boba fett right yeah so like yeah like three three shows four seasons you know whatever so i would i would probably rank this second uh, out of all the the live action Star Wars shows, I would put. I mean, Mandalorian season two is just so good. This mm-hmm. is this is number two because of Darth Vader and o- Obi Wan in their in their fights. Number three would probably be Book of Boba Fett slightly. Um, I just hate the fact that that show is called Book of Boba Fett and we barely get any Boba Fett. And then, of course, I think the bottom is going to be Mandalorian season one because it just wasn't that great. It really wasn't. There was a lot of just terrible filler episodes that didn't need to be there, and it just kind of, it was kind of a a very rough start for that show. But it redeemed right. itself for season two. That's my official rankings for the live action Star Wars shows that I didn't even plan on doing. I just wanted to talk about it for a little bit. Book of Boba Fett, which is really just the Mandalorian season two point five. Exactly. That's why I put it at number three because of the Mandalorian yep. episodes. <laughs> but. That's it. I mean, there's really, I mean, we've pretty much talked this to death. We're almost at two hours, which is pretty crazy. (laughs) But there's a lot to cover. We're going to be releasing this on Monday, June. What's Monday? June uh, 27th. So, yeah. So everybody will have some time to, to watch the entire series if they haven't. And then you guys will be able to dive into our almost two hour long episode of us talking about this entire series, which was a blast. I liked I hope you all liked the the little tw- you know the, the little way that I talked about each episode is something a little bit different. I like adding uh, it's fun to add humor to the whole thing. It's not that I don't like the show. I did, but it just, you know, 
jokes just come to me it's, and I need to share fun. them with all of you. Shoning, thank you so much for being on. This has been a blast, man. I'm so glad so to be fun. back. It's so much fun. Always, always great to have you. Um, I don't know when we'll have you back on again, but we'll, it'll be soon enough. We'll we'll figure out what we're going to be doing next. And Whenever we'll, you we'll want be, me, I'm here. We'll getting you on the horn, and we'll be getting you back. The next TV show we're going to be talking about is probably going to be Miss Marvel, which I'll probably be getting my good friend Static Arbiter back to talk about that yeah. since uh, he came on to talk Moon Knight with me. So I said, fuck it. He'll be the Marvel guy, and Shoning here will be our space guy. <laughs> Yay, space guy. Our honorary Dissect That Film co-hosts. <laughs> I love it. And we're also at some point going to be doing a... Uh, we're going to be doing talking about Stranger Things season four, but most likely I'm just going to be waiting for part two to come out and we're just going to do the entire um, season four uh, when that when that releases. But until next time. I am your host, Brett Parker, that over there is the wonderful Andrew Shoning. This has been Dissected Film Slice of TV. Make sure to follow Shoning on all his socials, which would be down in the description. This is the part I am the worst at. All the, the socials are down in the description. They're there. All go right. look at them. There you go. Make sure to check out our podcast episode. Actually, well, this week, podcast episode will be Terminator 2, so make sure to check out our Terminator 2 podcast episode on Friday. And possibly a... And possibly a and possibly, I don't know. There's content on this channel. Well, I'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everyone. May the force be with you. <laughs>